belongs to you that's what we're saying oh come on wave your hands to him in akure in kuala in lagos from wherever you're joining us from abuja you're joining us from dubai you're joining us from australia from canada from the uk you're joining us from kenya oh come and just wave your hands to him i have friends who watch us who watch our services all the way from kenya come on wherever you are lift up your hands wave your hands unto the lord this morning oh just magnify him you're watching us from south africa just wave your hands to him and say lord this morning i surrender all to you i surrender all to you i surrender all to you everything i give to you we told you nothing we told you nothing i surrender all to you let me sing it everything i give to you we told you nothing we told you nothing i surrender i surrender I give myself, I give myself 
church in quality church maybe you're in the comfort of your living room i believe you have created already an atmosphere of service in your home uh if you're watching us from your home with your family your spouse i believe you have an atmosphere of service let's be on our feet for the reading of god's word let's open our bibles to the book of john chapter 6 we're going to honor god's word by standing to read it this morning in Kura Church, in Kuala Church. I hope you're on your feet and wherever you're joining us from this morning, just be on your feet in honor to God's word. Maybe except you're driving or you're in your office and um, you know the atmosphere will not permit you to do that. If the atmosphere permits you and you're online, you can be on your feet for the reading of the word of God for this morning. John chapter 6 we're going to read from verse 1 and um, okay let me just read to us and I want you to follow as we read or can we read together the people that I have here yes, glory to God all right and also you can read along with us uh, when you are in your house hallelujah glory to God we're going to read from verses 1 to 13 uh, this morning all right are we ready to read for those who are here are we ready? Yes, Come on, I can't hear us. Are we ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's read now. One to go. After, After these things, things Jesus, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, Galilee which is the Sea of Tiberias, and, and a great, great multitude followed him, because, because they saw his miracles, which he, which he did on them that, that were diseased. And Jesus went up in a mountain, and there sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eye and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And he said to prove him, for himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, and every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which had five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five thousand. And, and Jesus, Jesus took, took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. 
when and they, they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that are the heated. Amen. Heavenly Father, this morning we pray that you will speak to us from the volume of the book. We pray that you will bless our hearts. We pray that your word would come with so much simplicity that even the simplest of hearts will come to a place of understanding. Understanding is critical when it comes to your word. And we pray this morning that every heart will come to a place of understanding where light will shine, darkness will be driven back, knowledge will come, ignorance will be chased away and lord we pray oh god that as your word comes to us this morning none of us will remain on the same level oh i, I thought i was going to hear amen to that none of us will remain on the same level we are going to be changed we are going to be transformed we are going to metamorphose and our lives will take on a new height in the name of jesus thank you heavenly father in jesus mighty name we have prayed come on let somebody say loud amen amen hallelujah glory to god all right let's be seated in the presence of god hallelujah amen all right we began the series and it's been sort of blessing to us and we've spent about two months uh in going through the instrumentalists can please just take their seat within the congregation glory to god um it's been an interesting journey like i said to us at some point um this is going to be the first time that we are going to be taking a particular topic for two months and except for those times where we had to pick a book of the bible uh, and read it together can you come forward come forward i don't want to look into the shadows glory to god amen so except for those times where we had to uh, pick a particular book of the bible there were times we read through the book of romans uh there were times we also read through uh i think we've done ephesians before we've also done colossians there was a time we did the book of philippians and um i, I remember there was a time we took the book of first samuel and second samuel glory to god uh we read i mean <laughs> it was it was a long one for us glory to god and I think if I remember the topic when we're doing 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, uh, the theme for that particular prayer was lessons for life. And what we did then was to read through the book of 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. I mean, those books are full of stories. And what we did was we as we read about the lives of these men and women of God, we were able to pick lessons for life uh, from their stories. Hallelujah. 
glory to god but this month is going to be the first time that we're going to have a topic that does not have to do with the reading of scripture and we extend it to about two months glory to god uh, for those of us who may be joining us for the first time the team has been walking with god walking with god and if there's anything that we have learned or let me say i believe that we should have been able to learn uh, from this particular topic is that god has called us to walk with him he expects us to move with him glory to god right from the beginning of genesis chapter one the bible says every evening the voice of the lord will come in the cool of the evening and we begin to walk through the garden of eden and eve and adam will come and fellowship with that voice as the voice walked through the garden glory to god so the concept of walking with god began even from the very beginning are we still together now there was a time that the whole of the earth was I mean uh, was destroyed with flood and all of that and a new generation began and when god was going to speak to noah that began that generation god expected that noah will walk with him and he spoke to abram expressly it was express that abram should walk before him and also be what and be perfect hallelujah glory to god so if there's any desire that god has is that we walk with him now we have looked at different dimensions of walking with god but if there's anyone that should stick with you is the fact that the one who has called us to walk with him does not live in the realm where we live are we still together i mean early was it late, late last night and my wife were talking about um i, I don't I, i've even forgotten what made us started talking about that glory to god we're talking about being a black person you know in a foreign country especially like the u.s glory to god hallelujah you know there are things you can do here in nigeria praise god that police will stop you and you can you can get away with it praise god do you understand what i'm talking about but he over there especially when you're a black person especially in a country like us now i don't mean this as a derogatory statement to the united states but it's what we see every day glory to god there are countries who are more friendly to black people glory to god there are countries but in the place of in a case of united states i mean as a black person you need to be extra careful about the way you live your life glory to god i mean if the police stop you in the u.s and you're a black man i mean you better be very careful glory to god you better put your hands on the steering where they can see it praise god because any attempt to say you want to take your wallet out of your pocket or something i mean they may just think that you want to bring out a gun because you're a black person and just and just kill you glory to god do you understand what i'm talking about so you will find out that you know um in a way i i said that to make us realize that you see in different fears different things operate oh are you following me Come on, do you understand what I'm saying? Different things operate. Hallelujah. If God lives in a realm where we do not live and is asking us to walk with him, if there's anything that we must learn to do at that point is to understand the realm where he is. 
Oh, are you? Are, do you understand what I'm talking about? I, I'm sure I've had friends who traveled out of the country who immediately when they get to that country, they are hosts. Praise God. Most people don't really have a house when they first get there. Praise God. I mean, most people. Most people tend to want to live with a friend, the family, and all of that before they find their feet and they are able to stand on their own. Praise God. And I've learned again and again that one of the things that people do when you come into a new country is to educate you on how to behave. Do you understand what I'm talking about? They educate you on how to behave. Hallelujah. Because the fact that you know how to drive does not mean you can drive in some of those countries. Praise God. Oh, do you understand what I'm talking about? In Nigeria, although most of our roads also, I mean, there are speed limits. Praise God. But most of us don't even know. We, don't, we are not even aware. We just move, just, I mean, just move. So if you use that same mindset and you go to a country where everything is so organized and because you feel you know how to drive and you just enter the car and a place where you're supposed to go at 10 kilometers per hour, you go at 12 kilometers per hour, you're in trouble. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will be arrested. And like I said, God help you, you are now a black person. Praise God. So, what we must do is to learn of the realm in which God lives. Because if he's calling us to walk with him, then we must understand his ways. Then we must understand his thoughts. I told us again and again during the course of this teaching, Isaiah chapter 55, he said, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. That means the way I think is not the way you think. The way I reason is not the way you reason. My time is not your time. I mean, there is a whole lot of difference between the realm where God lives and the realm where we dwell. Oh, are you listening to me? And I've shared with us again and again during the course of this teaching that in the realm where God lives, all things are possible. Oh, are you with me? Come on, are you with me? Oh, I'm only hearing my wife here. Come on. I said, are you with me? In the realm where God lives, all things are possible. In that place, there's nothing that is impossible. Anything can happen. Are you listening to me? When God speaks, things begins to move. I love that song that we used to sing in church a lot at that time. He said, when, 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 they, when he speaks, the whole of the galaxy, they hear his voice. The whole galaxy, the whole galaxy, everything, the sun, the moon, the star, everything, he hears his voice. And they line up behind his voice. Oh, are you listening to me? So, if in that realm, anything is possible, then we need to come to a pale place in our lives where we also believe that anything is what is possible. Come on, turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor anything is possible. Oh, come on, I didn't hear you. Tell your neighbor anything is possible. Oh, come on, say it like you mean it. Anything is possible. Oh, come on, rise to your feet and walk up to five people and tell them anything is possible. Come on, in Akure, go ahead and do that. In Kuala, go ahead and do that. Tell five people, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything. In the realm where God lives, anything is possible. And if I'm going to walk with him, I also need to believe that anything is possible. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. 
Uh, you see, today being Partnership Sunday, uh, uh, by the Spirit of the Lord, I, I suddenly realized that, I mean, we can also talk about walking with God along the line of partnership. Are you listening to me? Come on, are you listening to me? Now, I, I read this very story to us. It's a very popular one that a lot of us know. It's not a strange story that Jesus fed 5,000 men aside from the women and children with five loaves of bread and two fishes. Now, you see, the first thing that comes to a natural mind is that how is that going to be possible? That 5,000 people will be fed with five loaves of bread and two fish. I mean, your mind cannot handle it. That information is so high. Come on, do you agree with me? Come on, raise up your hand if you agree with me. That, that information is so, is so high. But if you look at all the stories that we have had to deal with during the course of this study, you will find out that a lot of them seem just absolutely impossible in the realm that we live in. And you see, the fact that it's still impossible to our mind did not mean that those things did not happen. Are you following me? Are you following me? Because God does not work by your own possibility. He works by his own possibility. Oh, are you listening to me? He doesn't work by what you see. He does not work by what you hear. He does not work by what you feel. And that's why one of the emphases during the course of this teaching is that as much as our five senses are useful to us in this realm that we live in, but if we're going to walk with God who lives in another realm where the senses are useless, then if there's anything that we need to do if we're going to walk successfully with God is to drop our five senses. Oh, are you listening to me? Come and tell your neighbor you need to drop your five senses. Oh, come on, I didn't hear that. Come on, tell your neighbor, drop your five senses. Uh, that's what we need to do. Because how will I be sick? I've done a test. The doctors have certified, they've checked, and they have said you are sick. You have cancer, or you have this, you have diabetes, you have this. Based on facts that they have. And yet, against that, you believe against hope, like Abraham believed against hope. And you believe, by, despite the fact that the doctors are saying you are sick, you believe that you are whole. I mean, how do you connect that together? I mean, even if you tell the doctor, if the doctor tells you you are sick, and you tell the doctor, well, you said I'm sick, but I am not sick. I'm sure the doctor will just laugh at you. Especially if the doctor happens to be a non-believer. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I mean, or you go to your bank and you say, let me check my account balance. Praise God. And you see, maybe the person who is the cashier happens to be your friend. And instead of telling you, ah, you have 500 now in your account, oh, the guy just looks and says, bros, you are very broke. And immediately he says that, you look at him and say, you don't understand that I'm actually very, very rich. Now, if he is an unbeliever, if he does not understand what it is we're talking about, he will probably look at you and feel like, uh, this guy does not understand. Do you understand what I'm saying? He, this guy doesn't understand. 
So you will see that all the things we have examined, all the stories, all the things we have checked during the course of this series, there are things that happen to people in this life that looks impossible to the natural sense. I mean, how will a man who has never walked from birth, he has never walked. That was as in like that was how they gave birth to him. Maybe because the mother took some tablets or ate some food that she was not supposed to eat, you know, during the course of, of, of her pregnancy that caused the deformation of the child, and the child comes out deformed. So she had never walked before. Pay attention, please. She had never walked before in her entire life. He had never walked before. And he sits at the gate of the temple called Beautiful. And every time people walk into the temple, they see this man there. They expect that he will always be there. Are you listening to me? They expect that nothing can change for this man. That this man will always be there. But Peter and John came to the temple on this very day. And while they were going into the temple, guess what they did? They opened up their mouth and said to the man, Silver and gold we have none, but out of that which we have, we give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and what? Oh, come on, are you, am I preaching to some people? He said, rise up and walk, and walk. And the man began to walk. Now, it will interest you that even though people see him walking, they were still doubting maybe he's the one or maybe he's not the one. Did you read it in the book of Acts? The Bible says some men were looking at him and they were arguing among themselves. Is he the one or is he not the one? Because what happened to him was an impossible thing. Are you listening to me? Or can I speak over the life of somebody that as we prepare for the month of November, there are a lot of impossibilities that are going to become possible in your life. Oh my God, I thought I have a believing church here. I said in the month of November, a lot of things that are impossible they are going to happen in your life in the name of Jesus. Impossibilities. Things that men will look at and say, how did it happen? How did it happen? I mean, a prisoner becoming the prime minister in less than 24 hours. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even our own, in our own history as Nigeria, the prisoner that became the president did not become a president in 24 hours. Obasanjo came out of prison. It took months down the line, or maybe even a year or thereabout, before they conducted the election. Do you understand what I'm saying? And he contested and he became the president from prison to the presidential palace. It took time. But in less than. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know. You see, you know why I stopped in the middle of what I was saying? Because, I mean, it looks absolutely impossible that a prisoner will rise from the prison and become a ruler in a land. Oh, can I prophesy over your life again? That in the month of November, for those who will say the loudest amen, you will experience the possibility and of God come upon your life. Oh my God, I thought that the man was going to be louder than that. The impossibility and of God will come upon your life in the name of Jesus. You will rise. You will shine. I say you will rise. You will shine in the name of Jesus. Oh, are you listening to me? So here was a story 
in John chapter 6, the Bible says Jesus began to preach and teach. And before you know it, 5,000 people were gathered. And when these 5,000 people gathered, in fact, in another account, it was recorded to us that Jesus taught them for how many days? For three days. I remember some, some years ago when we invited Reverend Albert to do Wale to church in Akure. And he was preaching from this particular place. And he said that Jesus must be an excellent communicator. He must even be beyond being an excellent. He must be a very sound orator. Orator. Do you understand? You know, when they speak, people want to hear. People want to listen. For him to speak for three days and people sat down. And Reverend Abba was cracking a joke that maybe somebody had, maybe Jesus started the meeting on, on, on Friday. Praise God. On Friday morning. And there was somebody who is getting married on Saturday who was just passing by where Jesus was talking. And he was fascinated by the way Jesus was speaking. And he sat down and joined the 5,000 people. And before he could realize it, it was Sunday evening. Yay! My wedding yesterday. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Three straight days at a stretch. And by the time Jesus was done, Jesus was concerned about the people. He didn't want them to go like that because they had been with him for how many days? For three days. And Jesus said to his disciples, you know what? Can we get these guys food to eat? Can we get them food to eat? I mean, can we get them bread to eat? And the response of his disciples was not something out of the ordinary. Glory to God. Because, I mean, if I were there, I would probably say the same thing. Do you understand what I'm talking about? If you were there, you would probably have the same response. They said to him, Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, verse 5, and said unto Philip, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? Now, the first thing that Jesus was even asking is that, where can we see bread to buy? That will take care of all the people. Now look at verse 6, and the Bible says, and this is said to prove him, for he himself knew what he should do. What that simply means is that, before Jesus went ahead to ask Philip, that where can we buy bread? He already knew what the response of Philip was going to be. And because he knew what the response was going to be, the Bible says Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Are you listening to me? Then in verse 8, I mean in verse 7, Philip answered him, he said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. Do you understand what Philip was saying? Philip was saying that even if we buy 200 penny worth of bread and everybody should take small, 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 as in like small, small, you cut it, cut it, cut it. You know, you know the size of, um, you know, when we want to have communion, praise God. Do you understand what I'm saying? That those small, small, even if we cut it into that small, 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 small pieces, he said it will not be enough. Uh, Jesus, do you know what you're talking about? We have 5,000 people gathered here. It will not be enough. 
Then in verse 8, one of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said unto him, There is a lad here. Now, you see, the truth of the matter is, I don't know what made Andrew say to Jesus that somebody has five loaves of bread and two fish in the midst of that discussion. Oh my God. You don't, you don't get what I'm talking about. I don't like the way you're looking at me. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I mean, we're talking about feeding 5,000 people here. And in the midst of that conversation, you are now bringing up. It's like saying that we need, um, in this church, we need 10 million naira to organize a crusade in Festac. Do you understand? Now, we're talking of 10 billion. Now, if anybody is even going to speak, and whatever is going to say will make sense, we'll be talking of, okay, you know what, Pastor, I think I have, or I know somebody that can give us maybe 2 million. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, that will make sense. Does it not make sense? Come on, talk now. Why? Does it make sense? Yeah. It does. Or somebody else comes and says, you know what? I've got, I've got 5 million naira. I mean, in the midst of that discussion, those psalms make sense. But can you imagine we're talking about 10 million and somebody is coming in the midst of that conversation and say, uh, and raise his hand. And we say, oh yeah, go ahead. And the person says, well, um, you know what? I have, I have 10 naira. <laughs> oh, I love, I love what you just said. You're not even saying you're the one. You're saying, hey, well, if we're looking for 10 million naira, well, Let's start. Stimuli has 10 naira. I mean, it will look to you like, do you even have an understanding of what we're talking about here? We're talking of 10 million. That was the way the suggestion of Andrew looked in the midst of the situation that they found themselves. We're looking to feed 5,000. Philip already said 200 any worth of bread even if you cut it into small small portions it can never be enough small small let everybody take that size of communion and eat he said it will not go around the five thousand people now somebody was now coming in the midst of that conversation to talk about five loaves of bread and two fish i don't know maybe you have ever wondered about it before but in the process of meditating on this particular message, it came to my spirit. I mean, I mean, how dare Andrew bring up such a conversation in the me? It's like we're talking of plenty, and you come with a very small mindset. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But you see, if we look at where the story ends, you will realize that the little that Andrew brought was just what was enough to take care of the whole crowd. Oh, are you listening to me? Now, you see what that simply means, number one, is that in the midst of a need, in the midst of whatever it is we want to do for God, your little does not mean little. Your little means a lot. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. I, I've seen people who, when the project is mentioned, uh, and say this is what we're about to do, maybe in church or for God or for something, you see people pull back. 
because and the reason why they pull back is not because they don't want to give but you see they look at what they have and they look at the size of what is required and they feel like what they have is insignificant to what is necessary oh do you understand what i just said it's right from the beginning of this church one of the things that we've encouraged when it comes to giving in church is that you see no matter what is going on in the house of god you must always ensure that you are a part of it always ensure you are a part of it always ensure please can we that noise is getting here i'm 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 being distracted please hallelujah are we still together we must ensure we're part of it it's very important no matter how small i remember when we were building our first facility in akure i mean it was a shed we just erected we erected wood then we had a pan over it praise god uh roofing sheets on it praise god i mean that was our first you know first auditorium praise god hallelujah amen how many of us were worshipped in that auditorium you worship there worship there let me see hands up worship there i can't see shade's hands shade's hands must be up yes it must be up i don't think tom worshiped there i'm not i'm not too sure tom is a big boy have you uh, tom cannot worship in that kind of church <laughs> hallelujah glory to god is it right behind our fence you see you know there's a fence here right behind our fence was a, an hostel that they called rescue now their sock away is just behind the fence and that sock away has been broken as in it's opened it's not covered and the landlord refused to fix it in fact at some point in time we were planning to raise money in church to go and help them fix it but it was so terrible at that time financially for us that we couldn't even raise the money to go and help them fix it so one of the things we do back then was to buy plenty air fresheners praise god hallelujah so we have people who when they first come to church that's what they will spray they will spray it everywhere you know and then we now position people in different corners praise god are you listening to this we position people in different corners that when the service is going on they won't spray so that everybody will they don't be they'll be releasing it under the chairs small 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 like that praise god hallelujah i mean it was it was <laughs> hallelujah it was that it was that bad glory to god and you see i always told the people from that point in time that whatever it is that we need to do in church no matter how small you feel what you have is make sure it's a part of it when we're erecting that tent i told the people i said don't pull back and feel like what i have is not going to be enough for what we want to do i said if you drop five naira and say this is what i have for the project i said when the building is done when the building is done and people are saying yes god helped us and we built that church you also can say you built the church you know why because your five naira brought one nail that they used to nail something together in one corner do you understand what i'm saying and you see a lot of times when it comes to giving it's not even about the size of what is being given are you listening to me it's never the size and that's why i'm not part of those preachers who celebrate the people that give much are you listening to me 
Because in the sight of God, it's never about the size. In fact, when it comes to God, what God measures is what you have given against what is left with you. Oh, did I just say that right? What you have given versus what is left with you, not the size of what you have given. Because you can give a billion dollars and you have trillion, billion, zillion dollars in your bank account. So what that means is that even though you gave billions, but you gave little out of that which God has blessed you with. And somebody else can come and say, all I just have is 500 naira. That's all I have. But the 500 naira that he gave, all he has with him is 600 naira. So in the sight of God, even though the pastor may not now be aware, do you understand what I'm talking about? But God is very much aware. And that's why when, oh my God, did you, did you read it in the scripture? That Jesus walked into the temple on that very service day. And it's amazing that when Jesus came into the temple that day, he did not sit down with the elders of the church. He did not sit down with the preachers. He didn't sit down with any other department. He came to stand where the offering box was. And the Bible says he was observing as the people were giving. And people gave and gave in large sums. But there was a frail woman who came. And the Bible says all she had was a mite. And when she dropped that mite, Jesus said, Kai, something just happened here. And as usual, Judas, the one who is always concerned about money, said, what are you talking about? This is just a mite. But Jesus had to explain to him, that you see, she dropped a mite. It looks so insignificant in the midst of what people have been dropping. But you need to understand that others that came dropped out of what they have. But this person, this person dropped all that she had. Oh, are you listening to me? Oh my God. I told us during the course of this teaching that if heaven ever recognized anybody's offering in that very service, it was that woman's offering. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Man may celebrate the people that give him billions because the billions will be able to achieve what they want to achieve. But for God, is what not the size it was the quantity of what was given against the quantity that is left with you. Oh, are you listening to me? So, Andrew said, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. And I said to us, I mean, why would you bring up such a thing in the midst of such a discussion? As in Why? We're talking about feeding 5,000 people. And you, you are coming. You are saying there's a boy that has five loaves of bread and two fish. I mean, what will he do? But you see, that small is not insignificant. That small is significant. You see, another angle to this thing that I want you to see is this. The Bible says that the lunch, that five loaves of bread and two fishes, was a boy's lunch. Are you listening to this? It was a young man's lunch. That means it was a small boy who 
maybe the mother packaged that food for him and said when it is afternoon this is what you will eat now i want you to imagine you packaging five loaves of bread and two fish for a boy like timmy lane glory to god the first thing i need to assure you is that that five loaves of bread and two fish is not even enough for him alone now let's forget the let, you see, let's forget the angle of the fact that andrew even brought it up now let's begin to look at the angle of jesus now saying to andrew go get the five loaves of bread and two fish everybody's laughing right <laughs> now they are not going to approach an adult they are going to approach a child a child and they are going to say to that child that you see that that lunch your mother packaged for you uh, Jesus said we should bring it. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment. If you have young ones here, young, you know, lad, lad means he's a boy. Praise God. You know, you know, women, women have this soft side. Praise God. I mean, and it's in every one of them. Praise God. It's in every one of them. Either they are young or they are old. They have this soft side. I told us some years ago, I sat down in Ibadadon in my NYC at the secretariat and i saw two old men who came they were former officials of the local government they were elderly men they came for their pension and they sat down and they were discussing and i was overhearing what they were saying and the two of them were discussing about their children how much their children have been taking care of them and one of them said ah if not for my daughter he said i would have suffered in this life he said all my sons he said immediately they got married uh, they for they, they he said they really look back he said but it's my daughter that kept coming then he made a statement he said all right those days when everybody all of us you say you must have a son you must have a son you must have a son if you don't have a son you don't have a child he said hey forget to he said this time around if you don't have a daughter you will suffer your old age say you will suffer and the other man too was confirming it he said the other one was even saying well my sons look back once in a while he said, but it's my daughters that will drive their husbands. And said, we must do this for daddy. We must go and do holiday with daddy. We must go and do this. He said, if not for them, he said, I would have been left all alone in my old age. So women still have this short side. But the Bible says he was a young lad, a boy, that had five loaves of bread and two fish. And you are coming to say, bring your food. Jesus said we should bring it. I mean, it's going to be serious. I mean, <laughs> I'll probably need to see Jesus and we discuss this matter. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you see, number one, what I have is not even enough to take care of me alone. Then you're talking of 5,000 and you're saying I should bring what I have. I mean, what's this going to do in the midst of the need 
that is available on ground. Do you understand what it is I'm saying? Now, I, I, I see a lot of smiles everywhere. And I'm sure the reason why we're smiling is, you know, I mean, maybe you've never thought of it about it. Maybe you've heard this story again and again and again. And you've never really sat down to look at it this way. It was insignificant. Five loaves of bread. You are not saying I should bring my lunch. For what now? Excuse me. You never do me. Then you want to take it. I bet you never journey. Do you understand? I mean, maybe you are the one that wants to eat it. But I don't know what it is that made that young lad release that launch. Oh, are you listening to me? But somehow, oh my God, I believe that that boy must have been in the midst of those meetings the first day, the second day, and he had heard Jesus talk again and again, and he had seen the mighty hand of God. He had seen the power of God break out in that atmosphere for him to believe enough that if I release my five loaves of bread and two fishes, it may look in the natural like it's not going to be enough but in the realm where God lives where all things are possible there's something God can do with it oh are you listening to me come on are you listening to me it's oh my god you see and interestingly you will see this thing happen again and again in scripture even right from the old testament you will find people come to God or they come to a man of God and they are complaining about what is going on in their life. And you see, <laughs> there was a time we sat down and we're looking at the woman, the Shunammite woman, who the prophet came to in the time of famine and said, I need water. The Bible says the woman went and was about to get, get water. And the prophet said, Ah, excuse, as you are going, please prepare food for me too. Don't just bring water, bring food along with it. And the woman said, Ah, sir, it's like you're a stranger in this land. You don't understand that there has been very, I mean, strong famine in the land. There's no food anywhere. In fact, the last food I have in my kitchen is left for me and my child. The last food we have, that me and my children, we will eat it. I'm going to cook it. We will eat it. And after we finish eating it, then we sit down and wait for death to come. And the prophet said, eh, well, that's what you have said, but see, prepare me a meal first. I've told us again and again, if that happened in this generation, it will make headline news. Come and talk to me. Will it not make headline news? It will make headline news. All bloggers will carry it. The pastor who went to a widow's house, number one, she's a widow. A burugon's house. And told loco. Are you not supposed to... <laughs> If I do quote scriptures, that didn't the Bible say we should take care of widows? Now, man of God, do you now go to a widow's house? Instead of you to go with gifts for her, somebody that doesn't have a husband, you now got there. She's now telling you that the only food she has is for her and her children to eat and wait for death. And you are now telling her that she should go and prepare food for you first. Ah, excuse her. You're a wicked man of God. You're a very wicked man of God. But the prophet said, prepare a meal for me first. That means don't even think of yourself first. Think of me first. Bring food. Let me eat. And when I'm satisfied, the one that remains, you will eat it. 
But watch this. That after you have prepared the meal for me and you to eat, from the pot where you pour the wheat and the barley, it's not going to stop flowing. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? And from the pot to where you pour the oil, the oil will not cease to pour. Every time you lift up that bottle to pour, the oil will flow. Every time you take up that pot to pour the barley, to prepare wheat, the barley will always flow. The wheat will always flow. Are you listening to me? There's something about the power of God that comes upon our life that comes upon our finances when we are willing and obedient to lay down for the use of the things of God a woman also came to the prophet in the hole I mean I just look at God sometimes and I say oh God a woman came to the prophet and said I'm in debt in this generation where men of God have jets you understand what I'm talking about? You will expect that when a woman comes like that and says, man of God, I'm in debt. What will come to your mind? That the man of God will say, oh, you're in debt. How much is in church account? Please, can you settle this woman? And But the prophet said, what do you have? What's in your hand? Can you see? I, I, all of a sudden I realize that when there's a need, God is always asking, what is in your hand? When Moses came to the place of the burning bush and God was saying to him that you are going to be a savior and Moses was saying I cannot be a savior. God said to him what is in your hand? Because what is in your hand? When it gets into the hand of God the power of multiplication is going to come upon him. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? The power of multiplication will come upon it. Moses said, God said to Moses, what is in your hand? He dropped it and the Lord became a snake. Are you listening to me? He asked the woman who was in death. He said, what do you have in your house? She looked and said, well, I don't have anything. The prophet said, you must have something. She said, well, I have a little cruise of oil. Very little. But you see, this depth we are talking about. Ah. This little cruise of oil is, is insignificant. But the prophet said, it may look insignificant to you. But the one who has sent me lives in a realm where little can become much. Oh, did you hear what I just said? That little boy had five loaves of bread and two fishes. It looked insignificant even to the boy and even to whoever is hearing the story right now. But that was enough. Because when that little resource gets into the hands of Jesus, the Bible says Jesus took the boy's lunch and he lifted it up and what? He blessed it. He gave thanks. And the power of multiplication came upon his hand. And he began to multiply that five loaves of bread and two fishes. Oh my God, I'm speaking to partners of Love's Domain Family Assembly this morning. It does not matter in the little way you are contributing or you are contributing that little, there is going to be multiplication. Oh, I thought somebody was going to say amen to that. Uh, I said multiplication is going to come upon him. I said multiplication is going to come upon him. I said multiplication is going to come upon him. In the name of Jesus. You see, God celebrates a lot of times even when we're down to our last. Are you with me? Who have borrowed money several times to do the work of the Lord. 
If I have, I give. And when I don't have, I look for where to borrow to do the work of the Lord. Are you listening to me? When there is, I don't hesitate. He doesn't, he doesn't, do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't cost me anything. My bank account has gone to red, green, red, green, red, green, red, green, red, green. You know, there are some people that when the account is getting to some particular amount, they begin to have an attack. You know what I'm talking about. You see somebody come and say, I'm broke. Oh. I'm getting broke. Oh. I'm disturbed. I'm worried. Oh. And say, how much do you have? Take it and say, I see a five million. Eh? And you are broke. You have five million. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of us, green, red, green, red. Do you understand what I'm saying? Red, green, green, red, red. You understand what I'm talking about? And it doesn't shake us. It doesn't move us. Because we know the God that we serve. The one who provided that is also able to provide more. Sir. Oh, are you listening to me? Sir. Are you listening to me? You see, the problem with a lot of us is that we have not developed our faith to that level. You see, Jesus said, give unto us our daily bread. There will definitely be some seasons of your life where you depend on God for daily bread. Have you ever been there before? Let me see your hands up. Daily bread. It may not be now. It may be when, we were, when you were a student or something. But you have to, you wake up in the morning and you know survival of that day. Now go down the day. <laughs> And some days you wake up on those days and you look as if nothing will show from anywhere and you feel like maybe this is the last day on earth <laughs> you do understand what i'm saying why are you still here oh i'm asking you a question i say are you still here yes, you see you know the beauty of life is sometimes we just need to sit back and look at where god is bringing us from yeah. So that we can celebrate where we are and be grateful to God. Because I can tell each and every one of us that where we are today is way better than where we are some years ago. Yeah. Oh, are you listening to me? Yeah. Some years ago, you couldn't buy some type of shoes. Some years ago, you couldn't drive some type of cars. Oh, are you listening to me? Some years ago, you couldn't buy some type of clothes. Are you listening to me? Some years ago, you couldn't live on your own. You have to be a parasite on somebody. You get what I'm talking about? Especially some of us will be guys. You understand what I'm talking about? Those days in school, you have one particular sister. You just know when you enter that room, food go come out. You know what I'm talking about? Like I know when I enter your house, plantain will come out. You know what I'm talking about? She's smiling. Somebody say glory. Glory. Come on, somebody say glory. Glory. Uh, I'm using style to tell her that after service, plantain must come out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, let me begin to round this thing up. Listen to me. That boy had he, what he had to offer was insignificant. And when we're talking about partnership with what God is doing in Love's Domain family, like I always say, you see, that's why we don't put an amount. When it's time to give in Love's Domain, we don't put an amount and say, This is what you must do. And that's the New Testament way of giving. The Bible says, let every man propose in their heart what it is they want to do. Let them propose in their heart. Some people will propose a 10%. We were coming earlier this morning, we were listening to Dr. Sam Chand. And he said he was a pastor before, but when he got tired of pastoring, he said he had to negotiate with God. He said, I don't want to be a pastor again. 
And God said, if you can be faithful with paying your tithe, then I won't call you to pastoral ministry. Then he said he told God, oh, mm -hmm. okay, no, two times, yes, times two. Times two. He said, can be paying two times of your tithe. He said, I won't call you into pastoral ministry. He said, because the body was so much. So he said, when he heard that, he said he told God, two, two is, he said, so that he can be secured, he told God, that time, I'm going to be paying three times. Are you listening to me? Listen to me. The little that we feel we have is just enough of what God wants to do. And you see, when it gets into the hand of God, when it's going to come back to you, it's not going to come back to you in the measure in which you give it. Oh, like I said, five loaves of bread and two fishes will never be, may never be enough for that boy. Are you listening to me? But when the food was multiplied, and the Bible says every one of them ate, then Jesus told the twelve disciples, he says, so that there will not be waste, everything that remains, gather them together in baskets. And after everybody had ate to their food, the Bible says there were twelve baskets left. What does that mean? That means that boy that released his five loaves of bread and two fishes definitely was he among the five thousand people was he among oh come on talk to me was he among was he among so if that boy wanted to eat one basket of food will he have been allowed to eat it oh my god listen to me whatever it is you release the power of multiplication is coming upon it oh my god i thought somebody was going to say man to this i said the power of multiplication is coming upon it in akula is coming upon it in kuala is coming upon it wherever you're listening to it's coming upon it it's coming upon it it's coming upon it the power of multiplication is coming upon it. Amen. Amen. You know when Reverend Benga was here for this year's convention, you remember? He showed us the power of multiplication. Do you remember? That one plus one is equals to what? Is equals to one. One times one is also what? Equals to one. Two plus one is equals to what? Is equals to what? Two plus one is equals to what? Three. Two times one is equals to what? So at that level, you are thinking ah, addition must be stronger than multiplication. Can we go further? Two plus two is equals to what? Two times two is equals to what? Oh my God, that's it catching up. I said that's it catching up. Somebody here you are catching up. Oh my God, I'm prophesying right now. Somebody here you are catching up. Somebody here you are catching up. There's a catching up. There's a catching up. There's a catching up. There's a catching up. Online, there's a catching up. There are people who have gone ahead of you. There's a catching up. There's a catching up. There's a catching up. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Then when we go two plus three, what do you have? Then two times three. Has he surpassed it? Two plus four. Two times four. <laughs> Can you see the progression? Can I prophesy into your life that the power of multiplication is going to come upon your life? Amen. Oh, I wish that event was louder than Amen. that. Mark, can you get on the keyboard for me? I said the power of multiplication is coming upon your life. 
I said the power of multiplication is coming upon you. It's coming upon your life. It's coming upon your life. Can you rise to your feet and say amen to this? In Akure, say amen. In Kuala, say amen. Right there in your living room, say amen. Right there in your house, say amen. The power of multiplication is coming upon your house. It's coming upon your house. Can I hear a lot of amen in here? Oh, the power of multiplication is coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Listen to me. What you have said is not enough. There's about to be an abundance in the name of Jesus. Oh, the boy will have looked at the five loaves of bread and said it's not enough. Even Philip that suggested it knew that it was not enough. Philip said 200 penny worth of bread, even if we cut it into small, small bits, cannot be enough to take care of these people. But with five loaves of bread and two fishes, the miracle was done. Can I say this to you? That as we go further into the end of the year, multiplication is happening for somebody. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. I said multiplication is happening for somebody. Uh, it looks as if I'm talking to myself. Uh, the power of multiplication. The power of multiplication. Times two, times three, times four. Times ten, times hundred. Somebody a hundredfold. Somebody a thousandfold. If you're not person, I'm talking about a thousandfold. Open your mouth and say, Lord, a thousandfold. A thousandfold. A thousandfold. Amen. A thousand fold. There's nothing that we do for the Lord that is a waste. There's nothing we do for the Lord that is a waste. He will remember. Are you listening to me? He will remember. The Bible says God is not unfaithful to forget our labor of love. The one who we serve is not an unfaithful God. So wherever you are this morning, if you're a partner, I'm not going to ask you to come forward. You're a partner with the ministry. Every last Sunday of the month, we have a partnership Sunday. You're a partner with the ministry. You are online in Akure Church, in Kuala Church. Right now, I need you to lift up your hands wherever you are. And maybe you're hearing about this for the very first time. And you're saying, Lord, I want to be a part of this. This is the only time in the month when we come with our special offerings. We come with our special seeds. And we come to say thank you, Jesus. We come to say here we are to support what it is you are doing in your house, in Love's Domain Family Assembly, true Love Domain, in the body of Christ. And you are among those people. Just lift up your hands this morning. Lift up your hands wherever you are. If you're online, lift up your hands in your home. Lift up your hands in your home. If you're watching us online right now, and you want to be a part of this, the church account is attached to these broadcasts. That's where that's the account to use. Now, this is not the offering for this service. It's a seed that we give. It's a partnership with God every month in love's domain family assembly now this partnership could be your tithe it could be 10 percent it could be five it could be 20 it could be 50 percent 
it could be something that you just looked at the month and said god blessed me with sudden 500k something that i was not planning for and it's out of that 500 i'm going to bring 300 i'm going to bring a hundred i'm going to bring a 300 to god to just say thank you for this sudden open door of finance now that's what we're talking about this morning so you can make use of the church account on the screen if you're in akure you have your local church account in Kuala, you have your local church account if you're joining us online the church account to send your partnership seat to is online lift up your hands i want to pray with you wherever you are this morning lord these ones are coming in Akure, lift up your hands in Kuala, lift up your hands wherever you're joining us from lift up your hands as you're sending your special seed this morning lord these people are coming some of them their bank accounts is almost empty but they're saying lord i will do this for you like that young lad that said all i have is five loaves of bread and two fish i know it may not even be enough for what is required but lord i am releasing this as the power of multiplication came in those days lord i declare multiplication upon your people oh my god i thought that amen was going to be louder than that oh i thought i have a few people in lagos church that needs multiplication i said the power of multiplication is resting upon your finance in the name of jesus in your business you are experiencing exponential growth oh my god i thought you were gonna say amen to that i see you're experiencing exponential growth in the name of jesus you have decided to walk with god you have decided to trust god even in your finances and you have said every month this is what i will do for the lord as for me and my household i pray for everyone under the sound of my voice the power of multiplication is coming upon you in the name of jesus amen oh just wave those hands up to me wave those hands up to him i give my life to you my whole life take it oh lord i live for you my whole 